Why, hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Welcome to another episode of Reckless Attack. We are a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am Nathan, your dungeon master and purveyor of much player pain here this evening. (laughs) That is correct. Confirm. (laughs) Can confirm. I'm sorry. I just want to respond to everything with. Wow. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're recording this on the same night as our last episode. <laughs> so it's going great wow. as as per last episode. Yep. Steve, you gotta make it like as much like Owen Wilson as possible. Wow. <laughs> see <laughs> your version of that oh, is wow. like is like see, yeah, yours sounded a little bit more like a human being saying it. And no. then Sophie, your version is like the, I need the, the cartoon Wes exactly, Anderson version. Exactly. It is that or it is like you're going to an arcade and it's like the nineteen eighties <laughs> yeah. like fighter version where you are playing as Owen Wilson <laughs> but made of pixels. And, wow. 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 Over and over. But I'm I like both, to be clear, but Speaking of players who are now and soon will be in pain via either their characters or direct confrontation dueling with me, IRL, (laughs) to my right is. Hi, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk who, I guess, uh, I don't know how to put it, failed a couple (laughs) saving throws? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Hopefully, this being a new episode, we have reset now, and uh, we can move forward with some successes here, so that Selv is not just a pretty face in combat. <laughs> but you are still very dramatically hanging from the side of a bell tower. I am, and that's that's I pretty am. cool. And one hundred percent deaf. So, mm-hmm. good news. Any additional sonic attacks? I think I'm immune. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> We're fine. But yeah, actually, always end on a good note. Hi everyone, I'm David, and I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock, who has really been rubber banding between like pretty good <laughs> and then like, oh god, I'm gonna die. And, and, then, like, and it's like, okay, I'm 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 okay now. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm next to a bell tower. There's cover, there's a mothman, there's friends, kind of. <laughs> it's an okay time. Mm-hmm. About, it evens out. Yeah, it's an average, perfectly normal time. Hi everyone, I'm Jonathan, and I have been thinking about what a combination of checkers and the obelisk looks like. Do I am I playing the Chobelisk? <laughs> you ci- have truly merged the, into one end. The city of Chegmar. <laughs> <laughs> the obelskers. Yeah. You, you now you you see at the end of the battle, checkers just like melts on top of the obelisk and is absorbed into it and now is omnipresent across mm-hmm. the city. Right. He feels all that the There's city feels. Little mm-hmm. little frog faces appear in the yeah. wall. Yeah. The red Instead of like of green modes, it's just frog faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Checkers has found himself on top of the Ember Sage obelisk mm-hmm. and is making some choices that may <laughs> <laughs> may result in some consequences for himself, for the city, no. for the ritual for the future of all of Rixia. On top of the obelisk. No, it'll be all fine. covered in moats. <laughs> I wouldn't so worry about it. But there's no way to tell right this moment. Right. So, so and, I'm... <laughs> and you are casting Finger of Death. Right, yeah. I just and throw, that's pretty dope. Throw in, throw in the Force of Agmar wherever. So anyway, I started blasting. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was good. Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophie. I play Valeska Carter. The human asterisk redacted redacted. There's two redacteds now. I don't know why. There just is. But but that's top secret. Yeah. You need higher clearance to see why there's two redacteds. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Speak to your one up, please. <laughs> we were gonna reveal lore, not not make more of it. You were the chosen one, <laughs> <laughs> and Suckers. she chose violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's of the Arcana domain. I don't think I got to that. Of a cleric no. of the Arcana domain, mm-hmm. and is feeling all right. 
Uh, has an AC of 17. We'll see how long that lasts. Sophie made buffs very on buffs clear. Buffs on buffs Like she, before we started recording, she's like, I just think it's important for everyone to know she has an AC of 17 right now. And we're like, yeah. But all I've yeah. been doing is saving them. Yeah, we <laughs> yes. haven't been attacked yet. We've yeah. just been like just saving throws. step closer. That's all. That's oh, all. Oh, I've got plans. <laughs> oh, no. Val and Melee, once again, <laughs> dire situations, as we all know. The hand axe comes out. Okay. I don't know. The, the last time she went into Melee, she was swole. That's true. I don't. I never actually got to melee. No, <laughs> no. Well, you you went into it. You just yeah, didn't yeah. fully get. Yeah. Didn't do anything. See episode thirty-two. Who knows? Between fifteen and forty. Go, yes. <laughs> go listen to all of them. Yeah. Go listen we to don't all, know. Yeah, like you know, if you've gotten to this point, go back and listen to them again. Yeah, or if you're new, we hate. Thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. We do try to make a real effort. To ensure that everyone's first exposure to Reckless Attack is a good one, regardless of where they jump in. However, the vibe is weird. We're punch drunk. There's a lot going on. And in there's the, a lot of good episodes ahead We're in of the us. middle of a boss battle that I feel like you maybe need some context. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> To exactly. really appreciate. Go so. back at least one episode. Yeah, and, just right, one. Just one episode, I think, would, would really set you up for success. Speaking of, hey, we're in the middle of a boss fight right now. There are two Dragonborns who are on either side of a bell tower. There is a dwarf, a dwarven warlock, who is at the foot of said bell tower. There are a human asterisk cleric, redacted, redacted, Darkana domain cleric, redacted, who is some degree of battle trigonometry away. There is a very sleepy turtle, not too far behind you guys. And then there's Trenkar, no. (laughs) (laughs) There is a small frogman who is at the top of a giant black stone obelisk in the middle of a pyre casting, what, seventh level spells? Yeah. Fifth level spells? Seventh level spells. And also, a large minotaur just got yanked by shadows into an alleyway. Oh, and also, there's a huge creature atop of a bell tower, the Mothman, after weeks of fighting and learning and trying to stop this creature the day of returning is here, the day of its attack is here, and you guys are now tasked with stopping it. You have, you know, how you know Just exactly over this. 10 seconds. Just, yeah, about 10 to 12 seconds before the Mothman smashes through not just the arcane protection around this bell tower, but the bell tower itself, and it comes crashing and crumbling down upon not just you, but many other people still in this square. But we start back into combat. Hmm. You skip the Mothman, go straight to Val. Great. Yeah. Cool. I'm ready. Quick table poll. How does everyone feel about rolling for initiative again? Yeah. Ooh, Val yes. actually has a good one this time. <laughs> Check this as a bad one. I want to use finger of death again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the school of you rolled initiative every round. So that's true. Hey, everybody, let's roll for initiative. Yeah. That means all my Mothmen get to roll for initiative, Uh. too, though, so that's pretty cool. You butts. (laughs) Self. Ooh. With a 21. Nice. Kaskrin with a 13. Checkers with a 12. I got a friggin' 8. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) You took away my 19. (laughs) I have no bonuses. God. It is really funny. I am a very averagely dexterous person. <laughs> There's a lot of NPCs and PCs that are going, and it really kind of averaged out to be basically the exact same, except that Val's at the bottom now. No. And that's really, <laughs> well, that's really I think, the main I think difference. Solve and Val just basically changed Swap. places. Top of the order. You guys are being faced down not only with the Mothman itself, again, this giant creature, this huge creature, mechanically speaking, who has these strange alien, almost moth-like wings sprouting from its back, seems to be almost bulgingly large now with a strange giant humanoid skull. But the top of the order comes around, and it is self. The first thing I am going to do is uh, basically swing around the uh, immovable rod so that I can stand on it, and then I am going to try to hit this thing with my quarterstaff. Rolling for attack and damage. 16 to hit? Hits. Ooh, okay, good. 
Oh, look, a pair of ones for damage. Oh, no. no. Five points of damage. And I'm going to attempt with the uh, the fist of unbroken air. Roll a fist, truly a fistful of dice. Yes. 18 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay. Seven points of damage. Plus, the Mothman needs to make a strength saving throw. 17 on the die. That's a pass. Ah, okay. Dang. Then they remain standing. Kava's Pyolider's going. And he's going to once again do a hearty stab. Again, Kavos, the uh, fellow dragonborn monk. He is red. He is of the Verdant Wave. And he is still clinging to the side of this and is now has moved from furious uppercutting to furious downslashing and has climbed a little bit higher just to get a different angle. See if different kinds of slashing and punching do anything. Oh, guys, I rolled 19 on the die twice. Wow. Uh, Again, once again, the Verdant Wave guys. They're they're like they're like really good. They rolled he rolled almost max damage. Oh jeez. 11 out of a d12. 11 on a d12. Uh and you again just another just like slash and tear at the Mothman as he continues. Now does the Mothman's turn. He is going to first probably do a hit upon Kavos because he is, continues to do many stabs upon him. <laughs> that hits. Ow, that hits very hard. 17 on the die, and then, like, almost 20 points of damage. Wow. Jeez. And you see, finally, I think for the first time, a wing connects with Kavos, and he is just, like, rocked. He still is held on. He doesn't have to do any gripping, basically, because Mm -hmm. his dagger fist, I guess, is stuck in the side, but is, for the first time, like, rocked, and you see him just kind of wobble a bit. He is also going to do an attack on, mm, I think on self. 15 to hit. 15 misses. Oh, nice. 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 And again, tries to like wing, wing, slam down on the both of you. Yeah. Self kind of does a, a, a dance on top of this immovable rod <laughs> just to get uh, out of the way of the wing. And then he comes back into a fighting stance. Checkers, could you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Absolutely. 11. That's a failure. You, like Kaskrin, see the humanoid skull wrap around the obelisk and the mothman uh-huh. and point directly at you. Again, you don't hear anything. Uh-huh. You have no context for what it is doing to you. But you, like Kaskrin, feel this just sharp jab of fear fear of pure adrenaline fear course through you mm. as you take not as much damage just 15 points of psychic damage <laughs> you also are so distracted and so afraid that you now take a d4 off of any d20 roll uh-huh. as long as you are within the presence of the mothman that psychic energy just kind of rocks him to his core. But he does manage to maintain concentration on Billiam. Yes. Yes! Thank good. Billiam forever! (laughs) Billiam is still out there somewhere. The mighty frog stack Mm -hmm. continues. Mm -hmm. And that is its turn. Bad news, it is now the shadow construct's turn. And is going to walk straight down the side of the bell tower. Again, it is parallel to the ground, like 90 degree angle from the bell tower and just walks very casually and steps onto the ground close to Kaskrin. First, it is going to reach up. Again, it is a huge creature with these huge long arms and reaches up and slams a fist into the side of the bell tower. And then it's also going to do an attack upon the Kaskrin. Okay. Ooh, 16 to hit. Misses. Yeah. Luckily, this thing is is so slow and so lumbering as it basically crawls down the side of this building that Kaskrin is able to get out of the way. Yeah, and just steps and and is able, is like trying to do too much at once, (laughs) basically. And you're able to deftly move. Uh, That is the end of its turn. And it is your turn, Kaskrin. Would you have a rebuttal? I would. I was really trying to think of like what Kaskrin could do in two turns that would really be impactful. And I would say hitting with a hammer is impactful. 
<laughs> so instead of instead of hitting this creature, Castron's going to reach into his pocket and pull out a folded scrap of paper. In his hands, he quickly unfolds it and looks at it before looking back at the creature, looking at it, looking at the creature. <laughs> it's just like, Azan, I hope to God this works. And he mumbles and sort of like holds the scroll out towards this creature, finishing the incantation and casting sleep on the shadow construct at level one. Ooh, at level one? At level one. I'm going to roll 5d8, and I'm going to see if I can put this thing to sleep using the scroll that Azan gave me as I left the shop last time. Yeah, and this version of it is not quite as beefy as the last time you faced it. I mean, it's still large, but it doesn't seem as corporeal, if that makes sense. So, roll really good. 25. You extend your influence out at this thing, and you can feel the magic course through you, course out of this scroll, and impact this creature, and you see it kind of wobble a bit before regathering itself. No! And holding a fist back to either pound the tower once more or pound you in retribution. Kaskarin had really high hopes for that scroll, and unfortunately they were not realized. Alas. I like the idea, though. In fact, take inspiration. Nice, double inspiration. Kaskrin, seeing that the spell has failed, takes up one more desperate attempt and charges forward with his hammer, still glowing as a beacon of light. He nears this thing and swings with all he's got. And this is the humanoid. Uh, and this is the uh, the shadow construct that is closer mm-hmm. to the ground. That is going to be a 15 to hit. Hits. 12 points of damage as he just like swings in a like a wide uppercut towards this creature that has been smashing the base of the bell tower. Take that! <laughs> Foul beast! <laughs> Unhand the tower. <laughs> going to arrest the Mothman as yeah. my extra action. As a bonus action, Kaskrin is going to grant Selv, a servant of the Citadel. Excellent. So Checkers is clinging to the top of this obelisk and this large humanoid skull just kind of appears before him and strikes fear into his very core. Almost as like a reflex, Mm -hmm. he essentially does the same thing that he did previously, where he's still gathering up all this energy and just blasting it at whatever he can. He noticed maybe in the back of his mind that the chanting had stopped Mm -hmm. and he was no longer able to hear the voices. But right now, he can't take a moment to think about that as he channels the energy of Agmar and shoots it through the obelisk at the Moth Prime. Once again, going to use Finger of Death. Okay. Could the Moth Prime make me a constitution saving throw? And there's no attack roll or anything, correct? Correct. I rolled a three on the die. Wow. And that is a DC 16. 16. That is a failure. Yeah. So the full force of this energy connects, just causing searing pain. So many dice. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> the Mothman is going to find itself taking 70 points. Oh. Wow. Oof. Of damage. As the souls of Agmar. I don't, I don't actually know what's happening, but I'm assuming the souls of Agmar are being spent in some way to deal damage to this thing. You guys now see checkers up there. You may not have when you approached, but again, you once more see a crackle of energy go from him outward and this time it hits the mothman full force and you can see it writhing and you just get a huge clap of a bell again kind of in response as soon as the energy is discharged from you Mm -hmm. a you know that you wouldn't are not able to cast that spell again. Fair, You've yeah, used yeah. all the energy. Yeah, uh, I can as... just feel there's no longer enough energy left in the obelisk in the city to really do that. Exactly. But you hear a single voice. It is very, it's strange. It takes no shape in your mind. You couldn't say if it was a higher pitched voice, a lower voice, It is as if the words and the feelings and almost the sound appear in your head, even though you are deafened. Mm -hmm. And so in all of this silence, you hear, protect the city. 
That is all, as this energy discharges. Checkers uses the rest of his turn to command Billiam and Mango, wherever they are, to try and save Garnak, hopefully rescuing him from the, the clutches of the Moth Prime. And it's interesting you mentioned that, because it is that turn uh-huh. <laughs> where that is resolved. So you see your two frogs uh-huh. <laughs> hop and or float in the direction of the dark alleyway that seemed to seize the Minotaur. And you see them jump in, basically, and are swallowed up in darkness. Yep. Val and Castrin, you are still hasted. Whew. Huh. Real worried about that one. Anything yep. else, checkers? That's it. Val, your hey. go, finally. <laughs> Great. Cool, cool, cool. Val, seeing the shadow construct coming with malintent towards the bell tower in the city of Agmar, knowing that this has to be resolved quickly, uses a second level spell to cast Guiding Bolt cool. right at mm-hmm. the Mothman and will roll an attack roll with Bless. 17. That hits. <laughs> There's just a lot of just like scratching at your like head and yeah. face. Be like, is this going to be good enough? Oh, God. 14 points of damage. Oof. Radiant. Holy energy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have done uh, a lot of damage. It may not surprise you to learn. Well, I'm going to do more. I'm going to smack it upside the head as the spiritual weapon starts fading out. It takes one last swing at the creature, and I do a hit on it. Mm-hmm. With and this adva- is still the Mothman Prime, correct? Right. Because a guiding bolt. I switched it. I want you to do it with advantage. Okay. I, I hit it with the spiritual weapon first. That is a okay with me. I don't want to. I don't want to use that one. Fifteen. Hits. Another ten points of damage. Ooh. Nice. It is, especially after Checkers hit it with his second blast, is clearly, in the same way that you guys have seen other Mothmen start to kind of destabilizing a bit, is starting to sputter and twitch and be a little bit more ethereal than it had been previously. And so you know what what you guys are doing is highly effective, and it is now close to its last legs. Anything else, Val? Val ignores battle trigonometry and runs up to the Mothman. Gasp. And as she runs, in Hayes' terms, does a dash strike to throw her equal at it. Sick. Nice. And so this is what, what is it, 20, 30 feet away? <laughs> no, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I will do it at disadvantage with, with bless? my bless. That bless is getting a lot, of, a lot of work. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and it's it's up and everything, too. So, like, yeah, you'd have to get, like, to the base and throw vertically, practically, at that range. So disadvantage makes plenty of sense. Well, but so if you do that, though, the guiding bolt is still yours for advantage. Yeah, fine. I... Neutral roll. Absolutely. Well, and well, can you do it? Can you take your, your I have no idea actions what I can out of order? Do you remember, action. David, for haste? You can use it whenever you want. Okay. Yeah. Friggin', so, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. This is the best chance I'm going to get to hit with a melee weapon. Awesome. Oh, that's so sick, though, where you like, you spiritual weapon, and then you cast a spell that illuminates it. And then as you cast it, you like pick up your spear and start running and then just like immediately follow it up like smoothly with a f- spear throw all kind of in the span of like a few moments you're moving so This is so Val's quickly. like jab jab cross kind of Yes. Yeah, love it. Real good. <laughs> uh I don't think I get any pluses to this. <laughs> 13. That's a miss. Dang it. So, <gasps> you as you you feel the javelin leaving your hands, you know immediately that's kind of like veering off in the wrong direction. But you can feel in the back of your mind this coin flip. And suddenly, when you blink again, it's as if the javelin has changed trajectories. You can re-roll that dice. That's worse. Ah. Ah. 
It veers thank into you, a worse trajectory. <laughs> this is a bad future. Yeah. You see it. You see it kind of clang into the building, like right near where it's been like banging. So it goes into the masonry. Oh. Can you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? As the Mothman's turn is now, for a second time. Yes, I can. Also, warning Bond, I get a plus one to saving throws this whole time that I haven't been using. Just flexing on him. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could add another plus one. 16 on the die, plus two, plus one from Cass, plus six from me. Is, I lost count. I don't know. You're, I you're good. Know. <laughs> plus it's another 13. Don't worry about it's it. 25. Okay, <laughs> Uh, with the halved damage, you take seven points of damage Blech. with an extra three points of damage on top of that for your brain skull rattling around with how spiritually empty it is. Five points of damage. And I take five points of damage. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Cass. I got you. I got you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Cassgrin, you know who's about to get a smack? Oh, no. It's going to do a smack. Oh, oh, no. It's 18 on the die. That hits. 10 points of bludgeoning damage. And seven points of psychic damage. Kaskrin charges forward with this beacon of light, but almost in the next instant, the shadow construct brings his hand out in full force, smashing Kaskrin into the ground. And it's as if the light has been snuffed out by the torrent of darkness from this attack. And Kaskrin is unconscious. He's very unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> so the the light is still going. No. I don't, well, well, it's not concentration. It's not concentration. It's not concentration, but yeah. I'm fine with It's up to you, David. Would you like the light to continue? I'm fine with it still being there. I am too. And then Servant of the Citadel. That is also still there. Okay. Yep. I think both are fine with me. Yeah. As stated uh, before, you don't do yeah, <laughs> concentration. I'm not, I'm not yeah, concentration, <laughs> yeah. Um, when the shadow dissipates from his attack, Kaskrin is laying flat on the ground, bloodied and broken. But the hammer with the light on it is still there and off to the side. Odds or evens? Steve? Uh, even. The Mothman Prime, for its second attack, rears back and punches through the bell tower and rips out bricks. It is still standing, but it is now very damaged. That is the end of its turn. It's Trankar's turn. <laughs> Trankar, come on. <laughs> Trankar once again still is like slow-mo, still still exhausted, still slow-mo from his own haste, but extends his hand once more being like, Get off of there. Wow, rolls a 19 and a 14 on the die. Verdant wave. They're real, they're quite good at this. Yeah, <laughs> real good adventurers. Okay, holy shit, holy shit. Okay, guys, it is fucking close. It's gonna be close. That's the end of the round. You guys see Kaskrin be crushed underneath one of these wings or appendages. Val is valiantly putting up a fight against the fear assault that two of you have already experienced. Selv is still clinging to the rod and you guys see Verdant Wave, you see Red Guard all charging in, you hear all sorts of commotion as attention is turned onto the bell tower and you guys know, you guys know it is moments from falling and you hear another bell toll as darkness erupts from the Mothman Prime in a huge radius you see just this absolute blackness Selv and Kavos are immediately swallowed up in this pitch darkness Soon, anyone else who is standing nearby is swallowed up. You see Kaskrin's unconscious form swallowed up, and it extends even out to you, Val. And you can see it, Checkers, even though you're a ways away. Uh This is how large this 
globe of darkness is. And you guys can't see anything. Until a pinprick of light pokes through for each of you in a way that like the battle trigonometry doesn't make sense but like in the middle of your vision you can see this tiny moat of golden light that Val and Selv would see but emanating from Cass's hammer the light expands and pushes back against the darkness and dispels the effect. Yeah. And so it is mm. all cleared again, and essentially nothing happens. Where you go, Cass? And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words... Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength and diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hello, this is your pilot speaking. I would like to welcome you to Reckless Airlines. Our total flight time for this episode is approximately one hour, and we will be cruising at an altitude of 2,000 frog stacks. In a little bit, the fight attendants will be by with complimentary clips and excerpts from previous Reckless Attack episodes. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts, and we would like to thank you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed your experience during today's episode, please be sure to fill out the in-flight survey and leave us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Book your next flight with us at www.recklessattack.com, and thank you for listening. Top of the round. Guys, it is very close. Self, your go. What would you like to do? I am going to try to flip the quarterstaff around and hit it and then keep spinning and try to kick it and see if we can take this thing down. Mm -hmm. And to add a little bit more drama to the situation, (laughs) Self, you know that the Mothman goes after you in initiative, whatever that means, but is about to act. And you see one of its arms start reaching out to you, but instead of its kind of like strange clawed hand, it starts melting and expanding. And you know that it has just absorbed the power of the one that attacked you. The one that was suffocating you, the one... Ah that played into your phobias and is reaching out to you either unconsciously or consciously and is about to try and grab and suffocate you. So roll good. (laughs) No pressure. Two on the die. Then he's going to kind of keep turning and spin and try to kick this thing. Oh, oh look, no. a, a one on the die. Oh, oh look, a no. one on that die. Uh, so that's, uh, again, nine to hit. Anything else, Self? I think you that's could it. move. You can move. <laughs> it's a risk, but you can do it. Yeah. So I will actually... Opportunity attack? Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, what kind of grappling abilities it has now. 
I'll take the attack of opportunity. But I, okay. uh, what I'm going to do is actually step off the rod and then catch it with one hand and click to undo it and drop down the to the, the bottom. Okay. the bottom of the tower. Opportunity attack. 20 to hit. That'll hit. No. 10 points of bludgeoning damage oh, and one point of psychic damage. All right. Uh, so 11 total. Even as Cell falls and the Mothman goes after him, the last vestiges of the Citadel's protection still grant him some reprieve. Mm-hmm. You can see just the faint afterimage of a soldier in full plate taking as much of the damage as he can from that attack before dissipating. Excellent. Now it is the Mothman's turn. It is going to first do its wisdom saving throw thing, its fear effect against Kavos, who has been beating the absolute shit out of it also. Kavos succeeds. <laughs> I feel like Kavos on the is too angry yeah. to yeah. be scared. I think that is factually correct. Uh, he still takes quite a bit of damage. He is actually looking really rough now, too. Anyone who's close by can see he is starting to see stars. It is the Shadow Construct's turn, and it is going to do one attack against the tower, which... I call it a name. I'm like, you bright, shining beacon of hope and light. <laughs> uh, well, it is actually bathed in Kaskarin's hammer light. You so. that bring hope to mortals across the land. N- n- no. <laughs> no, I you. Do. Oh, that makes me so angry. I, I know you are. But I want to hit the tower and then your unconscious friend. No, me. Channeling <laughs> towards me. It does do. I'm an, feisty. It, <laughs> it does. Okay. <laughs> Multi-part thing. One of its attacks, it does against the tower. Okay. Sorry. Which ups the timer, I'll say. I'll put it that way. You're Val, sure? Two attacks on me! Val, what do you what do you do to really <laughs> all right, hammer all right, home all right. your what was it, your sassiness? Your My your feistiness. your feistiness so as to try and attract this thing's attention. This is a shadow construct of a monster that mm-hmm. is here to sow fear mm-hmm. and chaos, and I just call out to it. <laughs> Man, you're just a tall drink of water on a warm day. Oh, Aren't you just <laughs> the sweetest thing that gives hope and light to everyone in the city? Why, you just make me want to live my best life with no worries no fears. in my heart whatsoever. I mean, that seems good to me, sure. Uh, Val, what's your, uh, what's your haste today, see? 16. It's not, it's minus one because warding bond is no longer gone. It's a 17 on the die. Damn it. Okay. Or 17 total, excuse okay. me. You take 10 points of damage. Okay, I'm still here. Do you have any concentration spells? I do. Bless is gone. Okay. Kaskrin, make a death saving throw. Just one, though. Just the one. Just, <laughs> just the, the one. one. And you don't auto fail any. Yeah. Just roll a natural one. 18. Okay, that is a, a success checkers it's your turn yes and i've been thinking about this for a little bit Uh uh-huh because i find myself with one of two choices Uh i guess comprehend languages yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. seeing the state that the mothman prime is yes seeing how tattered these shadows are and maybe how cracked this humanoid skull is seeing how much on its last legs it is he knows that he has an opportunity to maybe end this once and for all. Yes. Maybe. But he also saw how Kaskrin was smashed to pieces, how mm-hmm. his full plate was dented, his hammer dropped by the large shadow construct, and how it threatens to do that again. So I think what Checkers is going to do is he feels this fear. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't even know if it's like a continuation of the fear that was struck into him from the Mothman Prime, but he can just feel it in his body. Rather than continuing to use the power of the obelisk to maybe finish this fight, mm-hmm. he is going to try 
to save his friend. I am going to, as an action, cast Summon Beast to recall Billiam. <laughs> Go good. <laughs> and functionally also abandoning, abandoning Karnak as well to his fate. But he's going to conjure Billiam above Kaskrid. And anyone around can just see this big baby blue frog with a large orange and red butterfly just almost appear out of thin air above Kaskrin. And this long muscular tongue wraps around Kaskrin's body and lifts him up. Terrible. It's still so bad. <laughs> so Checkers is going to, through Billiam, lift Kaskrin up and try to bring him towards the top of the obelisk okay. to where Checkers is. You have no problem doing that. As you are tapping into not the wellspring, not the overabundance of power in the obelisk, but instead your own reserves, your own spells, your own abilities. As you're still making contact with the obelisk, you hear that same voice, that shapeless, formless voice say to you, the power of the city is yours. Use it. What are you doing? But that's all it says. You guys all see Kaskrin start to float up and away. As Kaskrin floats past her, hopefully within range of a healing word, you regain seven hit points. You're floating in midair. There's a horrible (laughs) muscle tongue. Oh, no. And then she will run forward as she's running, cast friggin' Sacred Flame! Dexterity saving throw of 14, please. Okay. Very important roll. 18 on the die. Frickin' frick. Val continues running forward. Okay. Anything else, Val? You're still hasted? As a hasted action, she pulls out her hand axe <laughs> and runs within 20 feet of it. Mm-hmm. Again, that's right back at the base of the of the thing. Fucking chucks her hair. Gus, what? I guess I also have a plus two to hit for this that I didn't use with my equal last time. <laughs> Don't forget your inspiration. Yeah. 16 on the die. Yep, that hits. Five on the die. I don't have anything to add to that. Okay. You, uh, you don't add your dex bonus to throw. I don't have a dex bonus. <laughs> I just need this thing to die. Okay. It's the Mothman's turn. It's going to slam the tower for its first attack. And you can see it start to teeter. I also call it a ray of sunshine. Uh, Good news, it's going to attack you. 16 on the die. Hits. Nine points of bludgeoning damage. Bell's down. Okay. Who else is still up there? Kavos and Selv. Kavos and Selv. Selv is at the base of the tower. Odds or evens. Even. It attacks you. 15 on the die. With no bonuses, that misses. <laughs> it has many bonuses. Six points of bludgeoning damage and two points of psychic damage. Okay. Checkers, could you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Absolutely. Eight. It's a fail. Yeah. 14 points of psychic damage. All right, all right. And your D4 moves to a D6 that you're taking off of your rolls. Oh. It's Trankar's turn. <laughs> Come on, Trankar. Get him, buddy. You guys have no idea how, like, I set myself very specific rules for this combat, and you have no idea how glad I am I set those very specific rules. <gasps> Trankar misses twice. No! Uh. We are all sitting back here, like, so tense. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I don't think I've breathed. I would like yeah. everyone at this table to remember that I called dibs on Val Living. <laughs> That's true. not going to plan. I didn't think it would come to this. Vina, the Red Guard, and Giannis Varga and Barzug of the Verdant Wave come charging up. Those of you that can hear, hear commands... Fire, get in there, get up. What I would like that you know that if this does not do enough damage to the Mothman, 
the bell tower is coming down. Period. Please describe to me, those three of you who are awake, I would like individual descriptions of what it is that you guys are doing in this moment, this pivotal moment in heroism. And then you, the three of you, are rolling damage for the attacks as crossbows are bolted, as spears are hoisted, as the Red Guard, who you guys sent for, who you guys made a priority to come into this fight, are just barely able to make it in time. In this moment, what do you say? What do you do? How do you act? How do you be heroes? Kaskrin takes a moment to right himself because he has woken up from unconsciousness and is being airlifted out (laughs) Mm -hmm. by Billium. He sees the ground, he sees the obelisk, and his gaze ends on the Mothman about to make its final strike. Mm -hmm. And with the strength he has remaining, he summons one last Eldritch Blast, one last light javelin in his hands, and throws it as hard as he can towards the Mothman. And as it leaves his hand, there is a afterimage, a hallucination of the Eternal Citadel in all of its radiant glory before him. And there is a word that resonates in his mind. Forward. As the javelin flies across the sky, impacting the Mothman, throwing it off balance just a little bit more. You see people see this display of brilliant light and you see people are heartened by this. Seeing that Kaskrin is awake, Checkers feels a little bit more like himself, almost. Like, mm-hmm. the events of today have in some ways been kind of overwhelming for Checkers, maybe. And upon hearing the voice in his head of remembering the kind of power that's at his fingertips, he once again calls on the city of Agmar to defend itself in a way, mm-hmm. but also through Checkers, fight off the Mothman and see another day. He's going to use the Chaos Bolt ability mm-hmm. of the Obelisk to summon the motes of light around the Obelisk and send them shooting forth at the Mothman, trying to take it down once and for all. You guys see arcane power once again crackling out of the hand of Checkers. Power that you know is not his. And shoot out towards the Mothman. And it is happening kind of almost simultaneously to Cass throwing his javelin again as crossbow bolts start to be loosened. And checkers in your mind again, you don't hear anything else. Maybe a ringing in your ears, but otherwise the world is silent. And the words you hear are, I am awake as this crackling of energy explodes out from you. Selv has spent a lot of time at the monastery, and during that time, because of it's so isolated, you help each other, right? You just, I mean, you know, stuff needs to be done. You kind of help out where you can. If you finish your tasks, you help somebody else with their tasks. So Selv actually gets to the base of the tower kind of in front of the Mothman and drops down and cups his hands together and just yells, Barzag, up! (laughs) And gets ready to hoist her up and launch her at the Mothman and hopefully she'll be able to connect. I'm imagining all of this happening in slow motion. And on one half of the screen at the top is the darkness still emanating and undulating and slithering. I don't remember what the other verb we used was from the Mothman. And on the bottom of the screen is the light. The light from the arcane magic being used by checkers, the arcane light of the eternal citadel. And you can see Selv there. You can see Val is crumpled 
right in the backdrop of all of this. And you see Selv, again, in slow motion, hoisting a rival adventurer with just a morning star. A, yeah. I remember yeah. right. Swinging overhead, just screaming a battle cry. I'm going to go around in the order that you guys described it. I'm going to have you all roll a d8 and add three to whatever you roll. Before you roll, I'm passing Sophie a number. That this is the number, the legitimate number of hit points left. I've been tracking very intensely and I've had to do a lot of math, especially with finger of deaths. Sophie, that is the number mm-hmm. they collectively have to hit. Okay. David, could you roll me a d8? Four. So seven total. Okay. One, so four total. So 11. Self. Oh, no. Uh, five, so eight total. What's the total of that? So we have we have a seven, we had a four, so at 11, up 19. to 19. Sophie, what was the number? 16. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it had Jonathan, si- get it together! <laughs> <laughs> it had 16 hit points left. Again, all of this is happening in slow motion. You guys see bolts of light. You see crossbow bolts. You see spears being thrown. You hear, those of you who can, hear commands coming from Giannis, hearing commands from Vina, all being shouted out. And as one, all of this converges on the Mothman and hits it. And it begins sputtering and shaking and like all the other Mothman before it, crumples up into itself until for a moment, a split second, all that hangs in the air is a bit of darkness and a giant humanoid skull floating in the ether, surrounded by wisps of darkness lit up against the green flames. And then the skull explodes into a fine dust. And that is where we will end this week's episode. Congratulations. You all level up. Yeah. See you next week, everybody. I don't hate this one. I don't hate this one. I actively enjoy the soundtrack.